when you go to the corporate box, you get the prawns, you get, you know, it's rolled out for you. Well, Jack Billings tonight, this is fantastic because he's a Scotch boy. Now, all the old boys are up in the Scotch box, just, hey, JB, how are you, brother? What's happening? Yeah, it's oh, a gift. Hang on a minute. He's laced me out straight upstairs. Oh, straight through into the corporate <laughs> box. And how clever was that guy? He put down his beer. He goes, hang on, I'm a chance here. This is coming straight I through. Hope, so I hope he put that under the shirt and took it home. <laughs> Didn't throw it back Buddy style. Dateline, 17 June. Marvel Stadium, Don's V Saints. Where we lay our scene. A pair of late 80s South Croydon EDFL Lightning Premiership heroes, Scott McNeese and Grant Hill, are attending the game courtesy, not of Scotch College, you Fox footy fools, but of the wonderful people at AMC Cleaning. Visit AMC Cleaning at amccleaning.com.au. We've just demolished a sumptuous repast of quinoa salad, pork and plum sauce, scones with jam and cream, all washed down with several of Carton United's finest. Fast forward. There's 15 minutes and 57 seconds left in the third quarter. The Saints have scored three unanswered goals and an air of familiar tension brings a hush to the Don supporters. I ponder, another scone? Perhaps another refreshing beverage to soften what seems to be this year the often inevitable march to defeat. I turn back around from Scott after another version of one of our many heated discussions on early French cinematography and I'm shocked to see Jack Billings with the ball 50 out and then to be mortally wounded again by this abhorrent stand rule, causing said footballer to progress close to the goals and it would turn out to my destiny. He wasted no time. We locked eyes. It's the same look I'd seen so many times in under-12s all those years ago. Suddenly, out of nowhere, John Williams' duel of the fate started. The hair stood up on the back of my neck. The blood coursed through my veins. Billings flushed a drop punt and hurtled the Sharon skyward. Skyward it would turn out, directly towards the open window of my corporate box. At first I thought, no, it couldn't, it wouldn't. But then the inspiring reality hit me and I was a young South Corden player once more. Like the finest judges of flight, of the ball of old, I knew this ball was coming through that window and it was up to me to inspire my beloved Bombers through my beer-bellied action. I looked left, I looked right. There was no competition. I knew this was my moment to shine. Do I go Dukes out? Riskier. But I knew I had better corporate box position and I could rely on the higher percentage chess mark. Closer and closer the ball came to me. Take that crap. Play your role for the team. I heard Truck say in my mind. And before I knew it, I had taken, dare I say it, perhaps my finest mark ever. The cheers commenced from within the box. Scott was in shock, but gave a knowing nod of pride. I held the golden ball aloft to the assembled menagerie that is Marvel Stadium as the Essendon players gazed at me, holding the Sharon aloft. I sensed in them that an inspiration they had not sensed all year. And I am pleased to say that through my effort, the boys went on to kick six of the next seven goals in the third quarter and to take the game away from the Saints. When I finally poly farmer-like handballed the ball through the box window back to a grateful umpire, I knew that this moment was a small corporate box window in life. 
but a big moment for the Essendon Football Club and my life. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, great to be back on Positive Monday. Monday win, hooray! Now... Let's address the elephant in the room, and that's not the a ele- um, that's not a horrible <laughs> that's pun. The, uh, yeah, um, thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you've all heard the intro. Our Fox Footy people uh, are talking about some Scotch college. Uh, yes, some Pish posh corporate room. That's not a. It was us in the corporate room where Jack Billings kicked the ball into the the corporate box, and Grant Hill. My co-host <laughs> took the best chess mark <laughs> you've ever seen, held the ball aloft, and everyone clapped around him. Received the accolades, could not believe that I had the Sharon in my hands. Five minutes earlier, I had a plate of uh, just quinoa salad and some lovely plum sort of pork arrangement and scones with jam and cream. Three minutes before that, I had another frosty beverage in my hand. Either one of those would have been a very, very large mess because that ball was going to hit me on the chin. <laughs> that ball <if> went <laughs> straight to your middle of your chest. You didn't. You didn't have to move. I, just- look, I flexed my uh, my often unused uh, thigh muscles, raised myself a quarter of an inch out of the chair, and it hit me in the chest plate. It was that perfect a kiss, a, a kiss, a kick. So once in an absolute blue moon, <laughs> we were directly behind the goals. Billings has flushed one from a, just a wrong 50-metre penalty, um, and uh, it's literally landed in my lap. Um, I am very happy to say that I launched that ball back out the window, To at which point the boys went ballistic and kicked six of the, last, of the next seven. So I am now, unfortunately, a talisman for the Essendon Footy Cup. Yes. So, uh, look, just a very, very funny moment of our lives. Um, but, yes, uh, t- glad that TV somewhat captured it. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, well, of course, we were going to ham it up even more. Uh, <laughs> so pardon the intro, but we just had to. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk footy. Uh, now then. Four Essendon teams played on the weekend. And 4-1 four four wins. Uh, so the wheelchair guys uh, and girls, uh, they play, they beat their rivals of Pies. We saw the VFL with their great win over Sandy. That's their three in a row. Huge game for the VFLW girls and their, their prelim. They are now into a grand final with a absolute uh, embarrassing demolishing of Casey. Yep. Um, and then uh, the senior boys in the AFL, had 32 shots on goal all of a sudden. Just out of nowhere. <laughs> just uh, decided 
that man on man defense was the was the uh, the cool vibe of the weekend. And Mate, we, we haven't been able to run out games playing zone, and then all of a sudden we want to play man on man. And it worked beautifully. It damn so. well worked. So. Yeah, it was a terrific weekend to be an Essendon supporter. And look, we're going to be up and about because, you know, I'll be honest, we'll be, for the last month, it's been very hard to do this show. <laughs> so yeah. I needed some positivity. So I'm sorry, I get we we're 3-10. and 10. I get it. Absolutely. Anna, but we all understand that we're, we've got a long way to go. But I'm just enjoying the weekend, enjoying that. Uh, uh, across the board wins from our, my football club. So, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, it's um, – and, you know, to cap it off, Ben Hobbs being uh, nominated for the Rising Star Award, it just was a, a great uh, weekend all around. So uh, enjoy it, Bomber fans. It's been a tough year and we're going to enjoy it tonight. We're going to talk positive and – Absolutely, man. And, you know, it, you know, we're going to enjoy the podcast. It's still a bit weird. It's, it's the, like the win is a bit weird because – as much it just as we came don't out know, of nowhere. As much as we don't know what this team is this year, we don't know what a game plan is. We don't know what's going on, and I don't know that the players do too. All of a sudden, it seemed like every shackle that the boys had were lifted off them as one, because everybody's got one on the field. They just manned up. St Kilda had no idea where to go from the very first quarter. We Scott and I remarked to each other um, over a glass of uh, Pinot Noir uh, and a. Uh, <laughs> And a cauliflower steak. Um, the geez, I'm loving the I'm, I'm loving the way the Saints can't free flow out of the back line. They were we were stopping them dead in their tracks. They were going sideways. They had no idea what they were doing. No, I mean we we ended up having plus fifteen disposals, plus fifteen in inside fifties, plus seven in hitouts, uh, plus twenty three in contested footy. And the Saints were ranked almost like second, I think, in contested footy. Really strong contested footy team. Um, so yeah, it was. We only had fifty three turnovers. We've I think the previous week was ninety something. Uh, so yes. it was like minus forty less turnovers. The whole team was at eighty percent efficiency by yeah you know, by disposal. That's incredible. Uh, you had you know we've been talking about our forward line when uh, how we're going to get goals into these guys. You know, Ryder kicks four, Jones kicks two, Stringer kicks two. You know, a completely different. Yeah, it was it was kind of a little bit bizarre. I have to admit about how efficient I, and I how our don't know, man. I don't know. It was just a really good system. Just. Everyone was attacking. Everyone was pushing St. Kilda back. And this man-on-man, I'm all here for it if that's the result. But if, if we can – and we played really strong. Like, it was – all of a sudden, we were really disciplined. Yeah. The, whole, the, yeah, the whole team was really disciplined. They stuck with their man. There was very few opportunities where the guys were um, on goal side of them. Um, they they manned up as soon as the ball went through for a point. Everybody just sprinted to find a man. I was very surprised that they could keep that up for four quarters. But bring it on, man. If if Truck, for the last X amount of weeks, probably, I don't know, 10 to 12, um, we have, I personally, have been saying that something's got to change. Something's got to change, right? And and look, if it's taken Truck 12 weeks or the Essendon Footy Club 12 weeks to go, okay, all right. Um, all right, so it ain't working. All right, fine. Now we're going to make a change. And if part of that change is freeing up players and letting them run man on man and 
these because even the the linking handballs were spot on. They were it was like us uh, the team of last year. They were free flowing. They were moving the ball. Shield looked like a million bucks again. Um, it was Caldwell had his time in the middle and he got possession. So if they have made it a, a change of the game plan or the way they want them to play, then bravo. It took 10, 12 weeks, but bravo for doing it. Well, two key things happened for me. One, the defensive systems was by far the best it's ever been. Oh, uh, but two, they decided to change the half back line. Um, yeah, and they moved Heppel up the ground. They moved Massimo into the side. Then they moved McGrath down and to join Hindy and Redmond, who are both rebounding. And so they had never leave that. They area. had four kind of creative running half backs running off, and and they had a license to be daring, which was so refreshing to see. And it really paid off. What it did was it, it caused overlap. It caused, guy, it caused um, St Kilda to panic a bit. We had much more space. We were, And because of that confidence, you suddenly saw our wings spreading harder to space. They saw that things were changing and, and our handball was more to advantage. It wasn't sideways. It was, it was, it was going forward. Uh, so we're constantly moving the ball forward. And, you know, you know f- considering Darcy Parrish pulled out of the game, you saw a different midfield look. You saw Jai Colwell probably play his best game closely for the club. I would say his best senior yeah. game um, was in my votes anyway. More time in the middle. Yeah, he had uh, he had his most contested possessions ever in a game uh, from his career. He had, I think, 13 or 14 um, and seven tackles. So really hardworking. Uh, what we know he can do. Yeah, he had, from memory, five or six clearances. Um, so, yeah, really, really strong game. And then, the you know, so the midfield – Looked quite tough. With and you had Stringer rotating through there, and you had Archie Perkins doing a lot of grunt work in the middle, and and then he really stood up. So he was really really impressive, and and suddenly, it's funny. It's like how one game, you know, Caldwell had twenty three. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, when you're talking Hobbsy running through the midfield, sometimes he had twenty two, and yep. Perkins not only or twenty from memory, nineteen. Um, and, but it was just a, a really interesting look. We had a, a much more physical presence uh, and I really liked the whole mix. Uh, and it was funny because, I mean, everyone was probably, you know, I know there'll be some shouting out saying, no, I, I agree with it and that's fine. But I'd say 90% of fans were going, oh, don't drop Reed. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know? I didn't and, quite understand. And it, to be fair, it worked like a charm <laughs> um, because – Kelly's taken memory. Kelly's absolutely destroyed memory, uh, which was really critical. So that was one of the tools, kind of tools slash tools that was taken care of by really a, he plays tall by yep. Kelly. Um, uh, and then Laverde did their job, really did their job. And but again, the ball was coming in to the Saints' forward line like we yeah, had been kicking it in there. They were resorting to bombing it. Yeah, bombing yeah. it in. Every now and then, look, they hit um, King out on a lead and Rids is six inches smaller than the man. So it, him on a lead, is he's in all sorts of trouble. But um, even Laverde, for that matter, when they're, when they're on that big, tall king dude, like they're in all sorts of trouble. But yeah. um, because we didn't allow that running through the midfield and just hitting up forwards willy-nilly, Ridley started to look like a great player again. Laverde's great again. Kelly's great again. And it allowed the ball to hit the deck and the D'Ambrosios and the... And we just cleaned it up. They yeah. cleaned it up. The McGraths. The and ran. D'Ambrosios, the Hindy, Redmond. Because I'm going to look at this. Redmond, 31 to lead the um, to lead the Bombers. 31 touches. Yeah. He's in some kind of form at the moment, um, Red Dog. Yeah, there's an argument to say that Red Dog's 
could be leading the BNF. Oh, he's got to be real close. Yeah, real so, close. So and then even that, like uh, Zeret, great twenty six is twenty six, but um, Nick Hine twenty five um, after that, and the, and McGrath twenty one. Yeah, off halfback. That's it's, those numbers shouldn't be that they're not halfback numbers, man. They're half midfield numbers, and to get that many possessions down there means the ball was going into our forward line. That's fine, but the the halfbacks were mopping it up. Rids was doing what he needed to do with Laverde as the as the tools in the back in the back line, and we had guys that were going to take it on. I mean, just how good, by the way, was McGrath down there? He's oh. he's. I think Trucks already conceded um, uh, this week that McGrath's going to be spending a lot more time down there, right? I know as the number one draft pick, they wanted to make him a midfielder and they wanted him to play in the midfield and blah, 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 blah. But unfortunately, mate, every single time you put him in the back line, he looks like he's at home with his feet up on the couch. He can do it all down there and he can't do it all in the midfield. So just look, like Gavin Wanganin, mate, put him down there and enjoy a naturally talented bloke who loves playing in the back, well, clearly can play in the black, the back line really well. Um, D'Ambrosio, what a start. He looked all good. He's as fast as lightning. That left boot is going to serve us incredibly well. Yeah. So, Mass, congratulations, mate. I know you're a listener. Congratulations on game one. I guarantee you there'll be game two next week against the Weagles. So <laughs> jump on a plane, mate. Um, yeah, so well, that's Mc, McGrath's injury obviously mean, oh, yeah, means, yeah, yeah. It means it's that a definite now. Yeah. So uh, what stupid timing for McGrath. It's like really annoying because he just yeah. – you just suddenly see the balance of the side. You go, really oh, good. damn it. <laughs> um, and look, it's just – I mentioned Coldwell before. It's important to note that of the players playing, so not Stuart the sub, he had the least amount of minutes. Coldwell? Yes, he had played six, only 69% of the game. Um, so that tells you if he played 80% of the game, he's probably he's 26, 27. Yeah, he's probably 30. Um, who knows? So uh, they're probably still just making sure that they're managing his uh, – actually, yeah. he did go off a little bit, I think, with a sore shoulder or something like that. But it was just showed you how impressive. And, and Shieldy's only played 72% of the game. So uh, – and – Let's face it, Dylan Shield is in a month of really good football at yep. the moment, and we've been his biggest critique, uh, to be honest. Uh, and I say to be honest a lot. Sorry about that. Um, but we're his biggest critique, and and but he's really um, proved us uh, quite strongly the last month. See that Sydney game, that Sydney game, you know, as horrible it was for him, it may have been a blessing in disguise uh, because. He's really shown something. He's averaging like six or seven tackles a game yeah, for the it's month. Incredible. So it's not just him getting the ball; it's him working his butt off yep. and pressuring, and and not everything you know, not everything came to pass with it, with his kicking on the way. But no, you know, even that play down the wing and coming down to the forward line, um, and then he had a slight miss kick, and Stringer gives it back to him, and then he got caught off balance. You know, I think I said it to you at the time. I don't care. It was the, it's the intent that was important to me for Shield. He took the game on and he tried to create something out of uh, uh, to get a score for the team, and that's all I want. Like I want the intent, and that goes for a lot of Essendon players. Yep. I want that intent. Even the the hindy run from the wing, and he got and he got yeah. ran down. Yeah. It's the intent to be daring because even if you're caught, it tells the St Kilda guys. Something about all where, game. I'm where gonna our do mindset is. We're going to keep doing yep, it all game, and it, and, it, and it makes them panic, and it and it gives them uh, when they've even got the ball. It has perceived pressure. It has um, 
So it's, you know, the pressure that we could score at any time because we're going to take the game on. So I loved the intent of the plays, even if it didn't work out. So that was, for me, probably my favourite game of the year. I, I think that's the game where it's been the most complete defensive and offensive like, we actually should have won the game by 50 or 60. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, Absolutely. Uh, if, if I, there were some kicks in front that we should have kicked. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, it's 11 goals, 6 to St. Kilda. So 17 shots on goal to 32. Yeah, we 15, should, yeah. 15 more shots yeah. on goal. So it's it was it was quite convincing win, even though the score for most of the, the game was quite close. It really was just we were missing some 40-meter-out set shots and that sort of stuff. Another another quick call-out, because I don't think we can call out it enough, um, how, the progression of Archie Perkins. Yeah, it's it's. Um, He's uh, hey, look out! This this kid starts to look really good. Like nineteen, nineteen. It um, felt like I said this after the game. Um, I said I think I said this on our uh, Patreon Discord channel. Uh, so I think I said I. Uh, it felt like it was one of the most impactful nineteen possession games yeah. I've seen. Yeah, just, yeah. His presence over the game over the ground and even some of his really brutal tackles. The one on Ryder and I think there was another one. It was just a presence he had over the ground of physicality, and and he's nineteen. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like a physical unit. He's a very beautiful rooster, um, but, but he's he doesn't strong. look like. But he he when he tackles, he's strong. It's a bit like Zach Merritt. Zach Merritt's a not exactly a huge dude, but when he lays a tackle, man, it's like a vicious sort of vicious tackle. Like it, it, and Perkins does the same. Well, the one thing Perkins is really blessed uh, to have is very powerful hips. So even though he he looks like a, a they don't lie a, a light frame. He's got the Gary Ablett hips, and they can re, they can he doesn't go to ground very easy at all. Like he, no, he can he, he can he, he can stand up in tackles yeah. and stand up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it and it makes him quite a powerful player. So that kid, um, he's nineteen year old, so he's not really a kid, but uh, but in two years time, and that frame is really filled out. Nineteen man, he's a kid, right? He, and, and yeah, he's one eighty six, one eighty seven uh, centimeters. So. It's a big player that we've been screaming out for. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about big body mids. You know, I th- I mean, I think you can tell the club's very interested to see now what he can do. And depending on the kind of heavy stuff that he picks up and puts down, then he could he could very well be that. Like, he could very yeah. well be another sizable midfielder for us. Um, I want to call out also just the man's almost made of silk, like Nick Martin. He just, he just, what is it? Another eighteen touches um, and a goal, one goal, one. He's just, we, we've, I think we've found one in um, in uh, Sammy Durham. I think we've probably found one in um, in Massimo. Um, and Nick Martin just, he's just a member of the team now. He's smooth as silk. Get him anywhere inside fifty, and that's a goal. Um, I just want to, I just want to point out how, how, uh, what's the word? How comfortable everybody is with him in our side now a kid that we picked up out of of nowhere he's just part of the furniture all of a sudden nick martin lovely little 18 possessions one goal one it's not as impactful as 30 odd touches and that sort of stuff but it's still a great return for a kid that's played how many games of afl football six or something eight whatever um yeah i think he's played nine or ten now i only only missed the one because of covid but 10 games um, 
Yeah, he's and he's playing a slightly different role to was at the start of the year. Study he was wing, yeah, and they've moved Durham to the wing, and they've probably they're starting to move him to half forward. So because they he's like not him getting, around goals, he's, he's not getting your twenty five as like he was at the start of the year. But he's still very impactful, and he's a class act. He's a he's a really is a carousel like kind of player for us now. Uh, carousel, that's a good analogy. Now, how how good do you reckon um, the next day as they were sitting on the couch enjoying a bacon and eggs for brekkie? Uh, Rids and Laverde would have been feeling about how the ball was coming into the midfield, uh, into the back line. Yeah. Like those poor guys have been bombarded with balls. A freeway down the middle. And yeah. not in a good way. A <laughs> yeah. freeway right down the middle of the ground with the ball just coming in, flying in repeatedly. And those guys having to just chase rear ends and forwards for forever and a day um, to, uh, to try and uh, spoil the ball. When the ball's coming in as ugly as it was, it makes for a much easier time yeah. for Laverde and and Rids. So I reckon they'd be absolutely loving the, the way the guys clogged up the midfield. Uh, mate, it made a huge difference to their output. It made, I mean, how many times did you, like you said, I think you said at the start of the show, where the Saints felt like they kind of had momentum and then they ran 20 metres and they really had to come to a stop all of yeah. a sudden. Because looking up... They looked every, up. Looking at every man had a had someone, had Edison guy on him. So disciplined. So disciplined in that. Like that's... You can be one-on-one, but... Yeah, I know. It's so funny even us talking like that way that was so disciplined, so... I'm looking at you in the corporate box going, what the hell is this? <laughs> Where I don't know this? Yeah. It, I love it and bless, I love it. But again, it's still confusing as hell because what was that? <laughs> What was that out of nowhere? Like, <laughs> I know it's what we want, but it's again, it's a complete opposite to what we've done for 10 rounds of footy. So yeah. it's so strange that we could be that good at doing that. And you go, all right, well, shit, let's do that more if we can moving forward. But again, it's such a, it's such a difference from the way we've been playing. Yeah, and look, oh, look, we'll go to a break, but I'm just going to mention one person before the break. Uh-huh. And that's the captain. I thought he was... D. Heppel. I reckon he was really solid. Now, on the Facebook page, we've had a few people just sort of, I don't know what they're thinking, deliberate sort of clickbait, God, oh, Heppel still had a crap game. That is a great game of football from a veteran leader from our club. He was fine. He was His first quarter was sensational. So, I, you know, you, you got to call it honestly each week. And we've been... We've been critical. Absolutely. And we're critiquing him as a footballer, not as a person, obviously. But Does he have the quicks anymore? No. Yeah, we can see he's slowed down. Everyone can see that. But that was one of his better games easily for the year. And like I said, go to the first quarter, watch it again. Nearly everything he did was to the benefit of the team. So, Absolutely. Uh, he was solid. So that was really pleasing. And maybe that's the move up the ground where, you know, he's getting a little bit to his old area, um, what made him a good player. Because he can – he has a – he does have one gift that he does read the play very well. So yeah. when he's even out of form, he will always get you 20 odd possessions because he reads the play. And that's just a, a natural IQ talent that he's always had. So Absolutely. When, he's, when he uses the ball well, then the two combine really well. Yeah, and, he, he's, and he's, he's not, a great yeah, He's not actively, when he's not in defense, let's be honest, um, he's, when he's not as accountable to an actual small forward, yeah. which can you get... He can get caught out yep. um, and touched up. It made it a bit different uh, right. because he's he's just went man on man. Just We did basic defensive structure and it worked. So that was after just a break, After a quick break, we'll come back. Maybe a few more uh, stats on a few players. Um, I want to talk about Sammy Draper when we return.
Yeah, baby, love that music. Uh, now, I want to talk about S. Draper, the mulleted one. Um, and have them, yeah, he's going to press the button. Sorry, it's just a disco in here. Um, press the button. It's like we, we just can't make our feet behave. Um, Sammy Draper, the mulleted one, he was up against it. Now, Andy Phillips, we, we should also mention Andy Phillips whenever we say the word Sammy Draper because he's I a big support. He's a big support for the boy, and um, he's doing a lot of grunt work, a lot of engine work, is, um, is Andy Phillips. Is he going to be the greatest ruckman in the world? Absolutely not. But he's doing, I reckon, exactly what truck needs him to do in working with Sammy D. Yep. Um, but I want to point out that Sammy was up against it. Paddy Ryder's no joke. Right, Paddy's rider's been around the block. He can still get up in He's the a air. Very smart footballer. Very smart footballer. Very, very smart ruckman. Right. So Sammy was up against it. Sometimes, even like Max Gorn, who couldn't run out of sight on a dark night. He's that slow. Um, got towed up. Sammy got absolutely tailed up by a bloke who knows the craft backwards and can can burn raw athleticism like Sammy Draper every day of the week. Paddy Ryder's in that same breath. He knows how to where to jump, how to jump to negate Sammy's jumping over the top of people's heads ability. And for a while there, he did it. But Sammy, um, he won the hitouts, um, the contestants, him and uh, obviously um, Phillips as well. But we won the hitouts. Yeah, we won the um, cent- we won the center clearances. Yep. Um, and the center clearances we won, um, stoppage clearances we didn't. I think that's still an area to uh, to improve on as a footy club. But I want to say well done to Drapes again, mate. Another goal, um, another two, wasn't it? Two, yeah, two, another two and to two last Draper. Week, yeah, two last week, mate. That's what we're talking about. That's an extra step for you, mate. Take that's what we're talking level. about. Yeah. yeah. So a massive well done to Sammy. We again, we've said this last week. We'll say it again this week. We have applied the blowtorch of truth um, to uh, to Sammy in the past because just for what he's got and what he we can do. Because we believe in his talent. That's it. What he's got and what he can do. Unfortunately, losing to Reece Stanley is just unacceptable. But the last two weeks, the last three weeks. He's dominant, he's big, he's powerful, he can take grabs. He's kicking two goals, man. If you got two goals out of a small forward, you'd be very happy. And the Ruckman's taking those grabs. And by the way, just kicking beautifully at the moment. His set shots are nice. They're now. coming off the boot very lovely. Now, that's what I would have liked to have gone through the, for the corporate box window, to have big Sammy <laughs> hit me his chest yes. out. Unfortunately, it had to be bloody Billings. Um, but, yeah, massive uh, massive well done to um, to Sammy Draper. Now, I'm going to give mine, and a lot of people gave, gave this guy votes, and it's the two-metre Peter. He's kicked four goals too. The seven-seater. It's, it's the Marvel kick. The reverse cycle heater. <laughs> Uh, but no, fantastic game. Uh, he, well, he, Jones and Stringer and Draper were all benefits of a halfback line and midfield group that played with Dare. And what happens when you play with Dare? You have more open space. You don't get people falling back inside 50. And when you have open space, then Saints man, the Saints defenders have to stick to their def- to their opponent. And that means Wright's one-on-one, means Jones one-on-one. It means... And Stringer's one-on-one, and then you that's when you have eight goals between them, the three Love of them, it. and that's exactly how you play football. And that's – so I mean, up the – it's funny. Up the ground means so much for our defenders, and up the ground meant so much Absolutely, for, our, for our forwards, uh, how poor, they approach the game. Poor righty doesn't have to go up with four blokes hanging off him because every defender knows the only person we're kicking it to is righty in the forward line, and he's got to try and take some miraculous 
two metre tall Super Peter Mark with four blokes hanging off him. You've got Jonesy hanging around in the square, who's a deep marking option. He was um, leading as well. Jakey took a while to get going, looked a little sort of lost in the first couple of quarters. But then I reckon the the the, uh, the ego kicked in with the package. Oh, five shots in the third quarter. And, and, was, we, and that's was, the package. And package. you just suddenly went, oh, that's the match winner. Hello, package. I mean, it really is. He's got the gift of being a match winner. That's Let's face it. The, Very he, few have. He can have a few frustrations it. and he can do a, he's you know, like some other fo- gifted footballers, he has certain traits. You go, but on his day, he can, Give win, him he can win you a game. 15 to 20 minutes mm. in one quarter and he will take the game away from the opposition. And then, you know, remember that first goal he kicked, which he, then he had like five shots on goal in like 15 minutes, but that was a tied game when he marked that. Yeah. Uh, went back, kicked the goal, was halfway through the boundary while I just kicked my balls in the air. Uh, but then kicks another goal later on, has more shots on goal, just started to create a bit of mayhem. Uh, and then and really scared defenders. And then in the last quarter, you know, that he's the focus and Peter Wright kicks two goals. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just oh, sets up so the nice, whole man. structure. In Isn't the, it so yeah. nice? Seriously. So it's nice to feel like Stringer would go into next week now with a bit more confidence and yeah. and flair and and um Laverde and, and Ridley would be going, boys, just like that again. Yeah. Just like that again. Me and me and Laverde and Kelly for that matter, me and Laverde and Kelly can take on any tools they want to bring towards us. If you can control not even give them a bath in the middle, but if you can control that middle and have the ball coming in as a bomb then we'll reach over the top and spoil. Yeah. We'll back ourselves to take the mark or reach over and spoil. Um, and then Ridley can start leaving his man and influencing yeah. packs and like. But they, you're right, Stringer and the forwards would be looking at that going, mate, if we get the boys in the middle of Calders again, if if Shearley, if those boys can get on top like they were, then it's going to make our lives so much easier. Yeah. Uh, i tell you what, who played, uh, well, tonight's rising star. Hobbsy. 22 from half-forward. He had 20 possessions last week. He's, yeah. It's now look. It's now given that he can find the ball pretty comfortably. I've said in the past, don't play the kid because he wasn't ready. And you know what? He's ready I, now. He's ready now. <laughs> I, I, and it happened in the ones, right? So the boy's ready now. He's look out. The AFL needs to look out because he's starting to figure out this game. Right, and he's what that's half a dozen, ten games for him as well. He's starting to him and Perk are starting to figure out how this game works. Yeah, and they're very young. He's uh, got a massive wind up of a kick though. He's <laughs> whenever he gets the ball, he's got a very deliberate sort of touch of the. Oh, geez, I he hope does. Yeah, swings his arm around kind of in, in the in round his, with the ball and places on his foot. You kind of want to reduce it to do you know who, half a second less? <laughs> do you know who I'd love to think was a listener of the podcast? Dominic Sansonetti. Dominic Sansonetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Dominic Sansonetti is out there, please, private Dominic, joke. private joke, send us a message on Facebook. Um, one of the most exaggerated and brilliant kicking styles in primary school that ever there was. But, yeah, no, Hobbsy, you, you can't fault the kid. He's tackling. He's getting the ball. He is learning the the, the craft, um, and he's not sort of getting eight, ten possessions because he doesn't know what he's doing. 22 possessions. Could be a few more times in the mid for him. Yeah, and like obviously he didn't nail them, but he's had three shots on goal too. And yep. you know he has been kicking goals lately, so oh, his trajectory is is really good. Like it's if that's if that's eighteen year old, you know, first year, <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah. you know. And I really liked the comment uh, from Gia, who I think it was on ABC Radio just before the before the Saints game started, and he, and he discussed about him playing half forward. 
and just and just certain things that they've been trying to teach him. So they said he was such a dominant inside player that he hadn't actually learned as yet, which is normal in your young career, to really run and spread. And they're trying to make sure that they develop all parts of his game. So they kind of said, look, we know who he is as an inside player, but we're teaching him how to run hard. Uh, and I think that's really showing. Like he, he's really getting space uh, and causing great kind of link chains. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really good signs. So, and that's that's what you want to see. I mean, I, I thought the St Kilda game was it was really good signs from the young and inexperienced players. It was. I agree. They were they were really really good. Uh, so, I mean, next week you could have Snelling, Durham, um, uh, Martin. And Massimo, and they're all they're all either mid-season draft picks or just or just you know whatever you call the SSP players, yep. you know, just come from nowhere and just be free to the list. And you know what we say to that, don't you? Big, I know you're going to say big friend. And you know engine. what we say to that, don't you? <laughs> we know what you're the bloke say. that gets absolutely bagged left and right. But a massive thank he you. Is, I'll, I'll give it to him. He is the he is the king of the AFL when it comes to mid-season. The biggest of large V8 fire engines that is Adrian Dodoro. A big thank you, <laughs> if no one else is going to say it. Thank you for Sammy Durham. Also, thank you to the VFL Richmond uh, team, yes. uh, the Richmond VFL side, uh, because we have pinched one or two from your guys. Yeah. But mostly a massive thank you to Adrian Dodoro and his, uh, his cohorts, Rob Forster Knight and co. Um, because... You find a bloke like Nick Martin. That's a draft pick, man. That's a that's a top fifteen draft pick in in the preseason. Yeah. You find Mass. He looks the goods, man. And then you find um, uh, Durham, who's a top twenty pick in the in a draft. And those things do not fall in your lap. So even if no one else is saying, oh, "I will," yeah, well, yeah. So look. Um I don't know. Have you got anything else more to say, AFL, before I go, go on to the next win by an AFL side? Um, what was I, the next win by an AFL side? Uh, what was <laughs> oh, I going to say? Oh, next win by the Essendon Football Club also. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, um, uh, which is totally... Kelly? Kelly. Oh, uh, Kelly, again, maligned. Um, good one minute, maligned the next. Did an incredible well, job on memory. Yeah, just totally shut memory out of the game. So that was one of my favourite games. Oh, you? that's what I wanted to say. Um, good to see Jimmy Stew back. Yes. Jimmy, um, kicking some goals in the VFL. Good to see him back in contention to play a game of footy with us. That would be an interesting in. Where would you put the boy? Well, he might. I don't know the report yet, but he did get a slight injury on the in the VFL. So, <laughs> Great. Yeah, no, so sorry, okay, I didn't so that one. Thanks very much. Um, but I, I'm not sure if it's serious and it might not be. So Okay, uh, but good to see him up and about and yeah, around the place. Right? We had a few VFL injuries with Francis going down and Reed going down and Stuart going down. So a few things. So we'll see what the clubs say um, on their injury report to see how okay. the extent of it. And we know McGrath got the injury. So, look, overall, really good win. We now go next Friday or well, this Friday to, to Perth to play the Eagles. Now, normally you would say the bottom side, yeah, we're at a big show here. Yeah. I watched the Geelong and Eagles game, and Eagles included about five premiership players in that game, and they're going to include a few more. This is not the Eagles of the no, first. They, they, no, it's uh, not. Uh, this is a much – Geelong really had to fight hard to get over the Eagles over here. Yep. Um, so this is a much harder game than it was <laughs> Four weeks ago, even yeah, absolutely. so, yeah, it, it's a big challenge. Um, they they're gonna they're gonna roll out ten or twelve Premiership players, yeah. so it, it'll be a, 
it'll be a much harder game than expected. So, um, yeah, so, but if we can hold those same systems, we beat them there last year. So let's hope. So go, boys. Uh, and one and last just quick keep one. building. Yep. Braden Ham, there was elements of good, there was elements of not so good. <laughs> but he struck, well, his team, team role, when I looked at his pressure and he's where I had to look at him a few times, yep. fine. Yep. It was really good. I mean, there was a team effort. I, yeah. I, I don't think anyone actually played poorly. No, I, um, I think so it was either. a really solid win. So that's the credit to everyone. So Hammy obviously had one or two possessions that you'd like to have well, back. Yes, um, but he did the. As if I, could I say he did a team role? Yeah, he did. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, brought in, did a job. So um, now, as we go to the VFL, is there a player that I saw in the VFL that's obviously going to take his spot? Unfortunately, yes, there is. Okay, so okay, fine. Yeah. So the VFL played uh, down at Sandringham, usually a very hard ground to play right on the beach there. Uh, and they've come away with the third straight win. So now we did play 19 <laughs> AFL-listed players, so it was expected that we'd play a better brand of footy. And, and look, and we did. Um, to Sandy's credit, they were really, really competitive and it was a really good game to watch. Um, uh, interesting game. Uh, Snelling didn't come on to the second quarter, so they're just managing his minutes in his back from his calf recovery. Um, had a lovely chat to um, uh, the Snelling parents, actually. We, we chatted for half an hour before the game. Nice. So, uh, uh, Catherine, uh, hello to you. I was going to give you a shout-out. So she may even – Catherine. She actually said, can I come onto the show? I want to talk about footy. So I said, hey, you're welcome. We can to absolutely on. give that a bell, I reckon. So, Catherine, you're more than welcome to come on. We can talk about how you're – Wonderful son's your how he come to football and absolutely and how he is how he is at essence. But yeah, so Snelling came on the second quarter was really really competitive. Showed enough that that you got you, you just yeah, got, you got he'll Snelling. be playing soon. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be playing he'll, soon. He'll, it'll be tempting. It'll, it'll be a 50-50 call for this week, even in seniors. Um, Langford played most of the game. He did have quite a number of. Um, bench rotations. I will say that. Okay. Um, his first quarter was pretty dominant. It was a. It was like, wow. Okay, he's coming out on fire. So yep. as the game went on, he probably just fatigued a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, I think he had eighteen or twenty possessions. But it was pretty big. You know, when the game in the first half had to be won, he was a pretty. He was a really big player. Yeah. He had fourteen to half time. Uh, and just was a real presence. And, again, his marking ability around the ground showed his decision-making was good. So um, I, I would say he's straight into the side this week. And, okay. Uh, and, you know, it, this is what I'm excited about because I really wanted to see a Langford on one wing and Durham on the other to have a bit of That'll mark. That'll be interesting. Yeah, to have a bit of marking presence because Durham's a really good mark. Yeah. So have a bit of marking a presence across the midfield. So... Uh, that's why I was really ashamed about McGrath because I just thought I just wanted to see this for one or two weeks, which still may happen, but to have, you know, Langford and Stringer and McGrath and Parrish coming back in and, and having names, just like these names, these mid-20s guys who are, are actually quite good players. Yep. Um, and obviously Snelling Snelling's going to come in. So maybe it'll happen in one or two weeks that Snelling uh, and McGrath both come in. And we have this really good list of players. But, um, yeah, it was Shuey, um, uh, for mate, played the first three quarters, I think. Looked really dangerous. First half was, I think he kicked three goals in the first 30, 40 minutes. Um, 
tried to take a hang hang on, which is why I, where I think he got a little bit injured. Um, but yeah, but for me, my BOG Ooh, personally, okay, here we go, uh, was Kane Baldwin. Kane Baldwin, uh, sixteen possessions, three goals, two. Uh, in the last quarter, he he helped out on uh, defense and took some really game saving contested okay. marks. Uh, so it wasn't just the three goals too to kind of, it was just how he was around the whole ground. I just thought he was a really big presence in a fairly close game, uh, but he was a really big presence in the game. And his contested marking is really, you know, it's kind of now matching to where we saw the highlights of him as a junior. Okay. Like he's one touch grabbing all over the joint. Defence, probably a better option for him, for us, do you reckon? Or is this... No, is there, no, he was really good forward. forward. He okay. Was, he was really good forward. Uh, he had five shots on goal, so it's, you know, and... There was when Stewie went down, they double teamed him, um, so uh, which didn't help him a lot. Uh, yeah, so, that's pretty hard to beat. Um, but he was he was so aggressive and so competitive. I watched him really closely, and just his physicality, it was really imposing. I was like, oh, that's the best I've seen you um, at our club uh, that game. So I was really really impressed, and I actually uh, actually message him message him direct afterwards. Did so, you? Did he reply? Yeah, yeah, he did. Nice. Um, so yeah, we we I talked to him like before he started, and I met him at training once, and then yeah. I, I just said, "Oh, by the way, that's me in the DM." And he goes, "Oh, cool. I was wondering who you were." And then we just talked after that. So guest, yeah, but can be a guest? Can we get him as a guest? Get him as a guest. So yeah, he was he was really impressive. Um, now this guy didn't play a big game. Um, Josh Air. No, oh. actually, I'll talk about Josh Air. Okay, great. Uh, because he he's been out out injured for six or seven weeks. That was his first game back. But the first half he kicked two goals, he did the best don't argue you would ever want to see. And his name's Patrick Voss. Vossy. And like right in front of me was that don't argue. And you've never seen a guy just bounce off a guy. <laughs> it was like, and it was more, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he was up and about that first half. Uh, again, probably tied out as the game went on. Um, actually, and for some reason we didn't look for him. He had these really good leads all the time. Even I was getting frustrated. He was having these 15-metre separation leads and we just kept on kicking it Ignoring long. Ignoring the boy. Okay. <laughs> long and it was like, oh. He was even he was getting frustrated. But he's the biggest 18-year-old I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, and, yeah, we... <laughs> It was one, that one. It was one play where there's just a guy went to tackle him. And he just just threw him off like he was just like a rag doll. And it's just <laughs> yeah, he kicks really. He's got a really nice kicking technique. Like he nailed one from the like forty meters on the boundary line. Just set shot. Just nailed it. Accurate. Um, no, no sort of banana action. Just, just straight beautiful. as a die through. Uh, and then had another forty five meters out in the last quarter. May have been and just nailed that. So. Um, He's, he's definitely good start. He's good one start. to watch. Um, a lot of people ask me about Menzi. He's got a, look. He's got a bit to go. Um, he's kicked two goals too. Uh, so he, as far as kicking two goals, <laughs> Menzi will get you two goals. Yep. Uh, he had 10, 11 possessions. That seems to be his goal at the moment. It's not doesn't seem to be a high possession getter, uh, but he is kicking your goals. So there's definitely a good base to work with. Nice sidestep. But he's not on where Massimo is, so he's not on the call-up 
um, kind of list yet. Okay, so he's not he's not sort of inching towards a senior game. No, this has got a bit to go. I, I still feel like he's holding back. Like I was watching him, and that's simply because he probably doesn't know half of our list. He's just never met these guys before. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but it felt like he was holding back sometimes where I thought he could really go for it. Uh, and that's the only and thing. Sometimes maybe if he doesn't know the mids, he doesn't quite know. They don't quite know where he's going to lead to, and uh, there's a the bit of a connection there between the mids and the forwards. Mm. It's always difficult if you're a new guy and they get you don't know where the boys are going to kick it or yep. where they prefer to kick it. So okay, no, but if you add in the eight goals for Sandful and two goals in the VFL, sorry, so two games in the VFL, he's kicked twenty four out of those ten games he's played. So Not bad. You double that out of 20 games and you're kicking 48 goals. So uh, <laughs> you're doing well. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, look, uh, it was just a good win. Uh, I won't go too much. Reedy had a good first quarter. Brand is solid. Sir Thatcher is having a fantastic year uh, in the VFL. Again, maybe in my votes. He's having a really, really good year. So I'm glad we kind of re-signed him as, as, de- uh, as a, a depth player, maybe even more in future because yep. he's playing really good football. So Josh Ayer uh, playing a defence the last couple of weeks, that was probably his best game for the club. Um, probably had a, a few little kicks that he would like to have back, but overall defensively he was really, really sound. So he just – that was the first time I was like, oh, well, you're showing, starting to show something now. So that good. was that – Okay, was, that's what I want to hear. So it's just good signs. It was – um, uh, you, you, the VFL got enough. So I want to move quickly to uh, a prelim final at our club, which is very rare. Incredible. Words uh, I tell you what, the VFL W girls, they are an awesome unit, man. So, uh, and, and, lo- and a lot teams. of these girls are getting signed up now for the AFLW side. Uh, you know, tops, I think six or eight players are signed now to the AFLW side. They've signed some really high end talent. Uh, to come into the AFLW side. This team in the AFLW is going to be pretty exciting to watch. Um, but they just, you know, considering they had a draw against Hawthorne, and I think they may have had a draw against Casey during the year, and they played Hawthorne last week in, in their first final and smashed them by around, you know, 50, 60 points. Then they completely obliterated Casey. They've, I don't understand how you'd lose from here. So, yeah, it's a very hard one. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they're just playing. I mean, it, that second quarter, and for people who watched it, that was one of the most skillful uh, quarters you would want to see. Dominant. Uh, and through Frederica, uh, that, she can play, man. She is she's the Jake Stringer of that side. She can. She has some serious X factor. Uh, and I, you know, people don't scoff or anything like that. Just go watch. She's. She does, you know, she has a side step between two people outside of the boot from 40 metres straight through the middle. This is some serious talent that they're, that they're showing. And and our our girl Georgie. Uh, Georgie Nern's gone? She was best on ground by a country. Oh, really? Uh, 25, 26 possessions. She had, you know, seven or eight tackles, kick, kicked a goal, um, just a, you know, a dominant, dominant. performance by their main leader. Uh, she just carved them up. So... Uh, it was just a, a brilliant uh, performance. They now go into the grand final with that win. What are they playing? So it's a little bit of a different structure with the, the women's game. So uh, they still actually have another prelim next week. So they've got a week's off. They've got a week off. Oh, girls. okay. So the, so the other two teams are playing. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah. I think they play the grand final, I believe, is in Port Melbourne's ground uh, on July 3rd from, mem- from Melbourne. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so... 
Uh, look, I reckon to get as many Bomber fans to that game, to, to the grand final. Yeah, oh man, I'm going. Absolutely. And, and really cheer them on. So they, they're playing some fantastic football. And they, like I said, it's not just a given that they're just 10 times more talented. These these teams that they were playing, you know, were tight all year with them. And like I said, they were, you know, those draws during the year, they're just playing exceptional football. And they're the ones who are going out and taking the game on. Like they're just saying, we're not going to lose. Don't care about who we're playing. We're going to go out and play the we we want to play. So, yeah. So, yeah, really well coached, really well drilled. Uh, fantastic effort, and then and lastly the uh, the wheelchair guys, the VWFL, uh, their main rivals kind of is Collingwood. Collingwood won the grand final last year, which they they came runner up to. They had a really great win over Collingwood. So, just as far as Essendon Football it's Club, a, it was it's about as it good was as once a saver. Yeah, it was just a, and we needed it. We needed. Like I said at the start, I'm not crazy. I'm not silly. I understand the seniors are three and ten. Yep, it's been absolutely not a fun year, and it's still but it's and nice, s- and it's still partly unacceptable. Yeah, but it's just nice to have a, a, a weekend where the whole club stood up. Uh, and us as supporters, mate, us as supporters, mm, you can see the red I'm, and black win. I'm on two and a half um, replays of the of the game myself. Um, and I know, just the, I know, it's funny. Just the small things of being excited to watch a replay. But uh, as soon as we got home, it was like midnight. We couldn't do the um, the post game reaction show that we do for our patreons, patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catch up. Um, we couldn't do that because it was way too late. Um, but and we had guts full of food. Uh, so the next morning, like we're doing the pod, and after the pod, I said to Scotty, uh, "We guys, what are you doing?" I go, "Man, I'm heading straight home to watch a replay." Straight home, replay on, beverage in hand, thanks for coming. And then later on on Sunday, I thought, oh, I'll just chuck the first couple of quarters on. Ended up watching the whole thing again. And then I did later the eight in the minute, evening, I did the 8-minute goal highlights of just us. Absolutely. just It's two and a half times. It's it's a great feeling. And that's why we wanted to come into this pod with a bit of up and about about it. Again, I agree with Scotty. We're three and, and whatever we are, ten. Um and it ain't good, but and there's a high likelihood that we're going to be up in a fight against the uh, the West Coast in WA next week, mm. and we might we could we don't know we don't know what team's going to come out. Man, <laughs> can they do it again? Yeah, can they do it again? Can they? What was last week? Was it something? Was it anything? We don't know. But um, yeah, just enjoy the and this is the thing: support the boys when we get a win like that. Support the girls when they pump um, the opposition to get into a granny, um, and also um, support the uh, the wheelchair um, guys and girls when. They they beat the dirty filth that is Collingwood. It's a great day to be a Bombers supporter. Let's yep. see how we go for the rest of the year. But up and about, people, because we're all four teams one. Yeah, exactly. So, look, we'll wrap it up. Uh, as Grant mentioned, the Patreon show, we're not going to overplug it. We don't want to do that. Oh, well. But but the, yeah, if you want to join the Patreon, I will just say this. Um, as We just added a, a free little service Um so it's no extra cost or anything like that. So Absolutely. It's not a money-making thing. Just a few of our Patreons asked us to do a Discord community to have uh, uh, their own version of an Essendon forum. You can go to a VFL forum or an AFLW forum or an AFL forum or a draft or uh, or a trade forum and just talk Essendon footy. Uh, I was going, you know, let's hope we can get 40 or 50 Patreons um, to start talking Footy, we already got 165 uh, live, just all talking footy. So it took off big time. I didn't realize Discord was that popular, but that's just, you know, when you become a Patreon, $3 a month, uh, 
we just send you a link to the Discord and it's just free and you just join that community. Absolutely. And, and it's just a safe space. Some people don't like the Facebook space or other space because it's it quite, you can get quite uh, abuse and a few other things and it's not as – sometimes it's a little bit harder when there's a lot of people that are not even non-Essendon fans in those forums. But this one's a strictly – you become Patreon – you get an exclusive link to the site, and you can and you can chat away and and have kind of safe talk, Essendon talk, and yep. So yeah, it's just I just wanted to mention that just if people were interested. So cool. Uh, on another news, me and Grant uh, in three weeks or so are jet setting to Brisbane, the Gabba. Absolutely, we're gonna go watch the Bombers v the Lions up there. Yeah, and you know, so we're going for like three nights or something. So yep. we're Look gonna out, go- boys trip. We just wanted some sum up weather. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's a good excuse to go up. Uh, so I think we're going to meet, uh, I think it might have been called the National or something like that, at a pub yeah. next, next to the Gabba just before the game starts. It's a 1 p.m. start, so we'll get there around, like maybe around 11 a.m. or something. Um, so anyone's interested, we'll give more Palmer details. Palmer in a pot. We'll give me more details closer to. We're not doing a show or anything. We're just no. It's there. just you want to you want to say hey, say hi. yeah, come and have a beer, all good things, and then we'll uh, have a beer, make our way to the game. Chad Essendon, yeah, yeah. So, thought I'd just mention that. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, it's been a, a fun weekend. And <laughs> thank you for indulging us. <laughs> if you're still listening right <laughs> now, yeah. thank you for indulging us for the intro. That's just got nice warped sense of humor. Um, but yeah, absolutely. We will uh, we'll talk to you guys on uh, Thursday for the team selection show for our Patreons, um, and then uh, again after the uh, after the game on Sunday, Friday night, for Friday close Friday <laughs> night after the game on Friday night. You know your stuff. <laughs> uh, absolutely, uh, Friday night the post game reaction show, and then back to Monday again. We'll be doing the show. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you.